and welcome to the Ray Show Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Ray, and I'm here with my multi-talented co-host, Mr. Jack Slayton. How are you, sir? Doing good, doing good. Right on, man. Well, we've got a killer episode tonight. We have the mighty Brittany Elliott on the show. Very special guest, a friend of ours, a badass tattoo artist, a badass furniture maker, um, a podcaster and just an all-around, just great spirit for metal. Um, we're going to have her on tonight to discuss her career and also her podcast, The Haunted Chapel, that she does with her partner, Johnny Araya. Um, and we're going to have Johnny on here soon in a couple of weeks, but we wanted to unleash Brittany on you, first of all. and You guys are going to have a blast with this chat. So um, we met Brittany... Well, I've known Brittany for some years. I met her out at a festival, and then Jack finally got to meet her this year. Um, what What is your uh, reflections on uh, Brittany and Johnny and their awesomeness? Oh, super cool people. Um, both have very uh, genuine, warm energy. Um, great to hang out with. Great to meet. Right on. Right on. Well, we'll have that chat up for you here in just a second with Brittany, and I know you're going to want to check out all their killer um, links and everything that they've got because you need to follow this podcast. It's so killer, so much fun. Uh, The Haunted Chapel, again. Um, But we are about one week away now from our first live show here at Cine Athens. The information should be up for for how you can attend now on our socials and uh, will be on our website and also you can check on Athens Cine Dot com. We're doing this in conjunction with Athens Cine, so it's really exciting. It's going to be a really fun night out. We've got, for our first two guests, we've got the mighty She, He, He. Um, they're going to talk about some new songs they've been recording and all kinds of fun shit. And then we've also got, for our comic that night, Miss Farrah Johnson. So uh, what do you think, Jack? You looking forward to this? Yeah, it's really exciting. Um, it's It's been in the works for a long time now, and it's really exciting to finally uh, be gearing up to uh, to start this endeavor. It's going to be wild, and uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's supposed to capture this post-midnight feeling, we're going to try and do it at 9 p.m., of, of just kind of living here in Athens and going and seeing bands and, and being exposed to all kinds of cool art and all kinds of cool things. So... This first one, you'll be able to see, we're not going to live stream this first one, but it'll be up the next day or so, Um, so it'll be like you were there. But from then on, and we'll be announcing the subsequent uh, shows coming up, the one for November and one for December, you'll be able to live stream from your home. So um, all that information will be up for you soon. Um, But without further ado, let's get to our badass special guest tonight, Brittany Elliott. 
Johnny Ray with the Ray Show podcast. And man, I have got a killer guest on tonight. One of my friends, Brittany Elliott, who is a badass tattooer, furniture mogul, podcaster, and just all around credit to heavy metal. Uh, it's such a pleasure to have her tonight. How are you doing, Brittany? Well, my goodness. Thank you, Johnny. <laughs> I, I didn't know you felt that way about me. I'm doing so good. That's, thank you so much. You that, are awesome. Oh, likewise. And it's such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. And and just right out right out of the gate, I want to ask you uh, about you and Johnny's podcast, The Haunted Chapel. Tell me a little bit about that. Sure. Well, it started because um, Johnny's sister was saying, Johnny, you have got to start a podcast of all your road stories. So John has been on the tour or on on tour his whole life in the touring world since he was 15. Um, his older brothers in Slayer, as probably a lot of people know. So he was there in the Slayer garage um, from the minute he was born, basically, and just kind of born into metal. And he's just got so many awesome stories. I'm like, babe, you've got to share this with the world. So sure enough, uh, his sister lit a fire under our butts and we started it up. So we just released actually episode five. Yes. With uh, the yeah, with the Tardy Brothers from Obituary, and yeah, so it's mostly like road stories, and we're gonna have some tattooers, um, but yeah, rock stars and friends, and just people into you know our heavy metal lifestyle. Yeah, and that's he is such a both of you are such a wealth of information, but having him and he's such a sweetheart of a dude, man. Right. Having him talk about these, the, you know, these one amazing experiences, you know, and uh, y'all having this such a wealth of information. You know, and it really puts people into the into those years that so many people are so, you know, interested in, especially, you know, in heavy metal. Um, Yes. And the behind the scenes aspect is so cool because there's so much we see as fans that, you know, they you know, they've really got the deeper look into it. And we're just like, wow, that's just just so cool. Whereas to someone like Johnny that's been in it his whole life, he's like, oh, that's just James Hetfield. No big deal. Right. right. (laughs) Whereas we're just like, what? You know, so it's pretty cool. And Johnny being a badass musician in his own right, you know, as yes. well. So it's it's such a unique perspective, you know, to go into. But how did you know? I want to just say, how did you how did you and Johnny meet? Awesome question. Okay, so this is uh, this is just crazy. Um, so I'm I do I'm pretty old school as far as tattooing goes, and so I do everything just through classic email. I don't have a you know, appointment booking site or an assistant or anything. I thought I'd do everything myself. And so I'm checking my email one day and it says John Araya. I'm like, Araya, John Araya. That's Tom's little brother. You know, I'm like, I've never heard that name outside of Slayer. And so I checked the email and it was like, hi, I will be in town from this date to this day. Um, I'll be on the road coming through town and wanted to see if you had time to tattoo me. And um, I was like, gosh, I, you know, I was working at a tattoo convention and I already had it booked and I was like, no, I'm, I'm not going to be in town. And I was like, by any chance, are you like the Johnny Araya? And well, at the end of the email, it said Slayer crew. I'm like, yeah, you're uh. John Araya, right? And so I was like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I knew Slayer was coming. Slayer had breaking, broken up that last tour into two legs. And so I had already seen him in Dallas and Austin. So I opted out of the San Antonio show and booked a convention. Sure enough, he contacted me. And then, so a year later he contacted me again, Hey, I'm coming through town. And so he had been trying to get tattooed for a few years. And finally we met up and we met up in El Paso and he didn't have time to get tattooed. And I wound up um, tattooing someone else on the crew. And he was like, you know what, here's a, here's a pass. You can come to any show on the tour. 
Oh, and I'm mad. just, yeah, I'm just a lifelong Slayer fan going, what is my life right now? Right. And right. So, anyway, yeah, I went to a couple of shows and, um, he was just busy. He worked, you know, the shows. And then I, um, just kind of stood by and watched the show. And then I finally tattooed him in Detroit and it was just kind of like I lost, I met my long lost best friend. It was so cool. And then a couple months later, after they got back from Europe, he wrote me and was like, I really would like to spend more time with you. You were so cool. And I was like, you were too. And so that was it. We hung out a second time and never left each other's side. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. And, and, and seeing the two of you together, you just compliment each other so well. And there's just this joy coming from both of you when you hang out with them. And that when, it, when we, when I hang out with you guys, it's just like so yes. special. Um, well, let's go back a little further. Let's go. How did you get into metal? And I mean, what 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 was what was the record that just like spurred you? Oh wow, great question. I, I think probably the record was Ride the Lightning. Oh Metallica. God, yes. Yeah. So as a kid, I was just Metallica obsessed. I mean, I grew up. I was born in '87, so it was early '90s. It was just hard radio rock. You know, I was just super into. My mom was super into Alice in Chains. My dad was into 70s hard rock, and so my mom introduced me to Metallica and Typo and Alice and, oh. you know, more 90s and grunge. She loved Dawkins and hair metal and stuff like that, too, but my dad was all, you know, Sabbath and Riot and stuff like that. So I got the best of both worlds. Both of my parents were straight-up hellion rock and rollers, and I was very, very lucky that they introduced me to it. You know, since I was born, we were listening to records right. in the house. That that so is is similar to my upbringing. You know, it's so awesome to hear that your father turned you on to Riot. I love oh, Riot yeah. so much. Um, <laughs> and too. I was, you know, I was listening to Ride the Lightning just the other day. Fight Fire with Fire could be the most metal song of all time. Just Dude, such a badass that opening riff. Oh, when it gets to the you also die. I mean, I'm just ready to mm. just march into the to the metal wars or whatever. Dude, right? Yeah. I yeah, I second that. Actually, I had um I have a y- younger brother um who passed Michael and uh he when he Sorry. was 7 years old. Yeah, man, we won't get into all that right drama, on. but um but yeah, bless his his soul. He was just he was my best friend in life and when he was 7 years old, he said Sister, I want ride the, a ride the lightning CD, my own ride the lightning CD, and so I bought him that record. And then when he turned eighteen, I wound up doing a full sleeve of all Metallica and Merciful Fate stuff on him. But he, it was mostly all ride the lightning. It was the guy in the electric chair, and then he got, we well, got jump in the fire, of course. But he was just Metallica obsessed, so yeah. that was really special to me. Yeah, and that you know, going into you know. I met you some years ago at a festival. When did you start going to the center to like going to these these big music festivals and just just being a part of it? Or have you always yeah. just been, you know? Well, um, the one I met you uh, in Vegas, you know, I have been going to since it started in California, and I think it was 2013. Um, I was working for St. Vitus, and I was doing merch for St. Vitus and just helping them out. And, um, you know, I'm, I, you know, met those guys and just really loved the, the festival and just kept going to that one. And then, you know, as I was touring with Wino and St. Vitus and his other band Spirit Caravan, I wound up, you know, they wound up taking me to Europe and went to Hellfest and all these crazy festivals. Shit, and yeah. so I guess, yeah. And so I've been going to concerts since I was 13. So I snuck out, I snuck out at 13 and was grounded for the rest of my life after that, <laughs> after I got busted, <laughs> but I went to, yeah, that was OzFest 2001. I snuck out to see Marilyn Manson and Black Sabbath and that was just, that changed my life. Oh yeah. Seeing Sabbath on those, you know, Bill Ward Hell, and the band, yeah. you know. 
so amazing. I mean, so, yes. so, so how does that lead to, were you always into drawing and, and art? Great question. Um, yes. I mean, I can't remember a time where I wasn't doodling. I mean, it started with band logos, my bookcases, you know, like <laughs> yeah. fold your own book covers and, you know, wrap your books up, something kids will never understand because right. it's all on tablets. You know, we would just scribble on our books and hope that it didn't imprint the book to where you had to pay for it at the end of the year. And <laughs> so it kind of, oh, it started with that. And um, yeah, man, I was, I've just always, always been into doodling and drawing and art. And my mom took me to a tattoo convention when I was 14. And it just blew my mind seeing women walking around completely tattooed like I am now. I was like, I want to look like that. Yes, so. yes, yes, yes. So that was it. Uh, well, you know, your your artwork is is so like amazing. It's like metal based, like, and and you recreate these album covers, and just I, I just just completely dazzles me when I see some of the things you've posted. Now, Thank have you, you ever interacted with some of the artists whose artwork you've recreated? Have you uh, developed any relationships with any of these folks that you? Uh, that you know you do these wonderful tattoos i'm talking about that like killers tattoo the other day my god like Derek riggs yeah, for example. yeah, yeah. no I've, I've i've never actually personally connect, connect uh connected with Derek, but i've heard that he does comic cons so i need i've got to look out to i always tag him and give him credit because he's just he's such a master i mean oh, I, god, I could never yeah. take credit for i mean i could take credit for the applying the tattoo i guess but he is just He's so amazing. I don't even really try to change his stuff up much. I may stylize it a little bit to make it more tattooable. Um, but he's just such an incredible artist and he's just, he's untouchable. He's one of my heroes. He's oh, amazing. Yeah. The de- the detail on like somewhere in time, I used to stare at that for hours just on the back right? cover, you know, and just every little detail, every little Easter egg in it. And um, I, I, I hate that that's a lost art, but I, I do like it that vinyls, you know, hopefully still in the zeitgeist and kids still buy records because they're missing out on so much, like half of it, you know. Um, but now now you've also, uh, do you tattoo touring bands regularly? Have you become a stop where a lot of bands are like, hey, we're going through Texas. I'm going to go see Britney. Yes. And I'm so grateful for that. It, it's, it's awesome. Just the people that reach out to me. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like. I mean, that's how I met Johnny. Like I said, it was just, it's just so cool. And I feel like I've been tattooing shit since um, 2007. And I was 19 when I started apprenticing. And I'm 35 now. And so I've tattooed pretty much my whole life. And, you know, I've just kind of always done my own thing. And it's cool that people are finding me. Like I had, for example, I had with my furniture stuff, I had Jesse James reach out to me recently mm-hmm. to make a table for his wife. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, what an honor that Jesse James, the master of rebuilding classic cars and just the master of making shit is interested in something that I make. That makes, yeah, that just made me feel like, wow, all my hard work like pays off. It has paid off, you know, and, um, whether monetarily or not, you know, like most artists struggle financially because we tend to give everything away because it's such a labor of love, what we do. And you can't really put a price on your time, but for somebody like that, that you really, kind of look up to their work to to notice you like someone like johnny that you know i respect his work that he's done with touring so much and then he respects my work it's just such a cool thing that you know you know bands that i love and respect are are finding me and reaching out to me it's it's pretty awesome yeah yeah and you have a a special way especially with king diamond tattoos has he seen Ah, has he seen any of this work you know i'm not sure that king has seen any of the tattoos that I've done actually of him. Um, 
I did. I did a Merciful Fate poster for that last festival that he played. And um, he it was such a gentleman. He goes, they weren't able to print the um, the artwork for the festival uh, because we ran out of time. But King Diamond was so cool. He he said, you know, he, he didn't even want a percentage. He just wanted five copies for himself. And he said, you know what? I just want three copies. I'll sign the other two and give them back to you. Oh, that's so So great. that was just... That was unbelievable to me, and and just the fact that he was like, "This is great, this is wonderful," and he liked the art and thought it was cool because you know, obviously, I'm a true fan because I put some like really kind of weird references to songs and stuff in there, so like you kind of had to know the music. So I think he probably chuckled when he saw it. So that to me was just like awesome. I'm not worthy. And then I ran into him one time um, while I was watching Flotsam and Jetsam play. He just walked into the into the vent, a small little venue in Dallas called Trees, yeah. and I saw him and went over. I'm like, oh my gosh, I knew this day would happen, right? Of course, he's not in makeup or anything. And I went up to him and tapped his security and said, uh, you know, I'm a huge fan. I just pointed at my tattoo. And so security grabbed him and pointed at me and he, he smiled and perked up. So I have a couple photos from that dangerous meeting, which was just, he was just such a gentleman and so cool. Oh yeah. I mean, I finally met him out in Vegas and he's probably one of yes. about three human beings that that would uh spook me in a way like just make me and he couldn't have been sweeter he couldn't have been nicer and he's a fan he's still yes. a fan you know and and it's just so great that you have that can i would recommend anyone thinking about getting a, a king diamond tattoo or merciful fate you should you should definitely go to britney um Thank you. and i might even dress up and paint my face there you go <laughs> that would make it extra but i love that about you right. and i i feel like both me and you are these we're just these cheerleaders for heavy metal. It's just like we right. live it, we breathe it, we, you know, and it, it it's really, it's such a special group of people and it's such a diverse musically, you know, uh, uh, genre. And, and people sometimes miss that that aren't in, as into it as we are. Um, but what, what, you know, I'm going to got a, just a few more here. We both travel and work these events regularly. What's a particularly memorable night that this life has afforded you with, with the tattooing and being involved in this wonderful music? Oh my gosh. What a great question. Um, well, I'm going to say if one, it, it, if one memory comes to mind in particular, the first memory would, would be tattooing Johnny. And it was, I had to tattoo him in his hotel room and there was minimal lighting, you know, um, you know, hotel rooms are very dimly lit. So he was awkwardly shining his phone on the tattoo. And boy, I just felt like I just jacked the tattoo up. I was just I was sweating bullets. Players, my, you know, I'm, they're my favorite band my whole life. I'm tattooing Tom's little brother who's been there since he was 15 in a CD, not CD, but dimly lit hotel room and you know he and i barely spoke 20 words to to each other at that point and i'm just like oh my god this is you know i'm just fucking blowing this right and so i finished the tattoo and it looks good but then afterward he's like hey um you hungry man i'm really hungry i was like yeah he goes you want to go down the bus and like get some snacks and so he took me on slayer's bus and we raided their their cupboards and took a bunch of pop tarts and he took this hilarious photo of me sitting there with you know with a pop tart in my hand and he was like this is just great i wanted to get tattooed by you for years and now you're eating slayer's pop tart <laughs> 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 and so 
that was just, I just, I was sitting there with a grin on my face. I said, I just can't believe this is my life. I just tattooed Johnny Araya and I'm eating Slayer's Pop-Tarts. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> how is it peeking behind the curtain when you have a band like Slayer? I've been fortunate. All the bands that I'm, I'm really big fans of, when I've interviewed them, interviewed them, they've been nothing but great. So how was it to peek behind the curtain of that kind of, and, and, you know, experience it? Well, it was really, it was really great at first, and then I got to know a little bit of the drama, and I, I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. Um, and I wish, I wish I didn't know what I knew now right. about that particular band. Um, so, because they are uh, one of my bands that I would now say that they were my favorite bands because I know too much personal stuff. So that um, it, it's, it's a blessing and a curse, I would say. But then again, I've been behind, you know, backstage with bands that are just the coolest people in the world would you know give any fan the shirt off their back and like are truly just grateful awesome humble people right and so um being behind the scenes is is cool but i'm i'm such a fan that like for example johnny got us um tickets and passes to go backstage at megadeth and i you know he was like let's go meet dave let's go back there and i'm like dude no like i don't want to be in their personal space you know i don't i feel like that's kind of their that's their space, you know, right. but Johnny's, he's so used to just being behind the scenes. He's not used to being in the crowd like we are, you know, so it's normal for him. Whereas it's not really necessarily normal for me, but, um, it's, it's cool and it's great, but I met a couple of people like Ace Freely, who was just my rock God, oh, you know, and God. you're in kiss and he was just in a really sour mood and I have a tattoo of him. And I was like, could you please sign my tattoo? And he just signed it real quick and was like, next. And I was just yeah. so crushed and heartbroken, you know. I was just like, ah. But then again, he's Ace Frehley. He he doesn't have to. He doesn't owe me anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But it's got to be heartbreaking when you're such a fan. You've got these the, their music imprinted yes. on your heart, and just yeah, I hate that uh, about Ace. Um, but yeah. you know what? The music's still there and uh, a- still rocking to that. Now, how did you get into furniture? And Brittany does these amazing metal-inspired, like, like furniture pieces, like tables, and and just yeah. How did this take? How did you start doing this? Okay, well, I'll tell you exactly how it happened. I was sitting on my couch one day, and I was looking at the ceiling and just contemplating life. And I had a giant subway-sized Black Sabbath poster on the ceiling that was the exact size of my giant dull coffee table, and I oh, wow. thought man, what if I could somehow fix that Black Sabbath poster on this table? So I was looking up and looking down and looking up. (laughs) And sure enough, I was like, yeah, I'm making this happen. So the next day, that was my project. And the rest is history. I was like, this is so killer. So a friend of mine liked it so much, they commissioned me to make one. And then he, it was a kiss table. And then he commissioned me to make another one and then another one. And then I was like, you know what? Um, I think I'm going to revamp all my furniture in my house. And so then I I was really just doing it for myself and for friends. And I had made a couple Van Halen tables like as gifts for friends that were just like obsessed with Van Halen. Right. And, you know, it just kind of took off. And then um, I started a little rock shop and tattoo shop um, for a while. And I would, you know, stock the, the store full of them. And I just couldn't keep them in stock. I'm like, this is crazy, you know. So now, I mean... Now I have to do giveaways because I can't make enough tables to keep people happy, you know, because it's just one of me. And I don't want to, um, unfortunately, I'm selfish and I don't want to teach anyone because I've had a couple people already, you know, rip, rip off my idea. Not necessarily. It's not. I mean, I'm sure I didn't 
start this, but it's kind of my baby. Like I got kind of bored with tattooing for a little while after I was on this silly TV show. I was just like, man, everyone's tattooing now. Like I, that's why I wanted to tattoo was because it was kind of a pirate's life. It was just kind of outlaw shit, you know, when I was really getting into it. And um, I just wanted to do something different that set me apart. Like I thought tattooing did in the beginning and then it became so commonplace. I was like, okay, this is it. So I kind of found my niche with these these cool furniture pieces and now here we are yeah yeah well how did you find uh, your experience on tv how did that uh how did you and uh how was that experience let's just say that yeah <laughs> well it was it was interesting like i, I didn't want to do it i've never i honestly have not even owned a tv in my adult life and um i was just I, i'm always working I'm, I'm very analog i come home i listen i jam records and i draw for the next day you know yeah i'm just very analog type person and um so they approached me at a tattoo convention and begged me to be on it. I kept telling them no. And then finally I agreed because uh, my mom had just passed. This was, when 20, this was 2012. My mom passed and my dad was just really struggling and lost our childhood home. And I was like, you know what? It's a $100,000 prize. If I go and I win, I'm going to buy my dad a house, right? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And so I went and kind of like Happy Gilmore, you know, it's totally like that. Um, and so I went and it was crazy. I had to move to Hollywood for two and a half months and it was fun and in hindsight i don't regret it at the time i was like i'm such a douche for doing this i'm such a sellout you know and had a lot of like people in my peer group and people in the tattoo community there you know there's haters and everywhere you go but i was 100 percent authentic i was myself and so i felt like you know if people are gonna hate on me for doing what i do for a living and for trying to better myself and to help my dad out then that's their problem you know Absolutely. so I, I yeah so i enjoyed it i thought it was really cool it was it was tough at times and quite honestly when it came out i had kind of um kind of like not a breakdown but i got really um like sucked into reading the comments oh. about and like online and i'm just like oh my gosh people are awful like i just i couldn't relate to that because i'm not a hater like i build up my fellow human being that's doing cool stuff or trying to better themselves you know and right. so it was it was really damaging to my soul just uh, the aftermath of just seeing how ugly humanity could be so i that's when wino asked me to go on tour with them in uh 20 2013 early 2013 so i started i hit the road with saint vitus and spirit caravan and kind of took like a year break and just tattooed here and there and it was really good for my soul to be around wino and to be around that positivity and just in a different world and then i was so recharged to get ready to you know to get back to work once i got off tour so so i think it was cool yeah and did, did they now did they keep you sequestered could you sneak down to the rainbow for, rainbow for some fun <laughs> or uh dude okay great question so yes you're completely sequestered sequestered and we were in a hotel so we didn't get to like be in a house together and hang out and so if they found out that you even leave your room because obviously you're locked out once you leave you can't even have a key to your own room and they confiscate your cell phone which i loved because i'm just like in the room drawing and you know trying to do push-ups and sit-ups to stay in shape because everyone's talking about how you look fat on tv you know? <laughs> right 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 so i'm just you know trying to just kind of zen and meditate and just um you know enjoy the experience i guess but yeah we were totally sequestered which it uh, made for good tv because it, it gets you kind of crazy you get a little stir crazy and then you're kind of aggro when you got, get on the set and it's pretty funny Oh, I, I would. I can only imagine if I if I didn't have my weed by like nine in the morning, I'd just be screaming. I would just yeah. So um, yeah. 
Well, uh, <laughs> what are your uh, now? Now, what are your future plans with the podcast? Are you guys? Uh, who, who, we got some guests coming up. We got some cool stuff on on the tap coming up here soon. Yes, actually, we have. Um, so our next guest is going to be a pretty famous tattoo artist that we are friends with. Actually, somebody from Best Ink. So I won't ah. spoil that. But yeah, it's somebody from the TV show that I reconnected with. And one of the judges, I'll put that out there. So it's one of three people. So um, so that's cool. So they will be coming up next. And then we're going to get Wino on pretty Shit, soon. Yeah. yeah so uh, very stoked to talk about Wino and what he's got going on. And then we've got the almighty Pepper Keenan coming yes, up. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. So we've got some really, um, I mean, we've got people writing us going, dude, we want to be on. And we're like, dude, you're fucking Pepper Keenan. Of course. Duh. You're one that of our best friends. So. so fucking awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah. So we're t- we're super stoked. Johnny, you just have so many friends from the road. And I've got so many friends through traveling and tattooing. And um, we're just, we're so blessed and grateful that we have so many awesome people like you in our lives. So maybe yeah. we're going to have to have you on. Absolutely. Looking forward Heck to yeah. it. Um, well, where's the best place that people can get to the podcast and, and follow you and what, what any plugs that you'd like to uh, share with us? Sure. Um, so the best way to access the podcast would be just thehauntedchapel.com. There should be a link right when you go to thehauntedchapel.com, all one word. And then my website is where you can see my portfolio of my tattooing and my tables is B like Brittany, Z like zebra, BZ tattoo.com. So BZ tattoo.com and thehauntedchapel.com. Hell yeah. So, well, yeah, yeah, you, that, I can't tell. I cannot urge people enough to listen to your podcast. I love it so much, and I'm, I'm dude. Thank you. And I, I, I love yours. Yay, yay! I I so appreciate that. Um, but look, we'll 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 see you soon, Brittany, and make sure you uh, maybe we can come back on here in a year or so after we get some experiences, some of these crazy festivals we go to, and uh, I would love that to talk about. But um, well, thank you so much for doing this and being on. You are so welcome. And that's our show for tonight. I want to uh, thank Brittany so much for coming on and talking about all the cool things she's got going on in in her life. And look forward to, uh, we're going to have Johnny on the uh, other side of the Haunted Chapel podcast. So be looking for that in the coming weeks. Um, And stay switched on. It's Halloween time, y'all. And we'll talk to you soon.